Welcome to The Laneway, where we delve into all things health, fitness, lifestyle, and sustainable fat loss. But coming at you with an unbiased, educational, and hopefully entertaining approach. Like the... Yes. You do? Yeah. Oh, man. That's what it's recording on right now. Oh, we're recording from our new humble abode. I hope that the quality is okay. Feel free to give us some positive feedback, (laughs) negative feedback. Is not welcome. And don't send it through. Um, Five-star rating and review. For our, yeah. So, we're on our portable podcaster. Our touring, our touring podcaster. Our touring setup for when we're on the road and like, I don't know, like seeing guests or whatever. Yeah. So last Holiday time, mode. Holiday mode. Our holiday podcaster. Yeah. Last time we used this, we got it for when Nadine, when we went and visited Nadine. Yeah. And it's like a headphone with a built-in mic and like a really small thing. And we're like, because we're initially going to take the big thing, the big... um. The big podcast. The big, like a giant studio. We're going to rock up with the studio. And we're like, you know what? Why don't we get this one so that if we're interviewing people and all that sort of stuff, it'll make life a bit easier. Anyway, fast forward to us being homeless, which we currently are. And (laughs) we're like, should we pack this? And you're like, you know what? Let's use the holiday caster. I like it though. Holiday caster. Old caster. Holiday caster. And um, so this is it. So we're using it. Yeah, I was just like, honestly, so we, it's, you know what, just going back to being homeless, I've never been asked for my address so many times in the last four days. Mm. And I'm like, and that's uh, just from uh, me. Like, I, I stutter like as if I'm lying. And I'm like, oh, how do I explain <laughs> that we're homeless and I don't have an address <laughs> at the moment? Um, anyway, we've literally, we've moved out of, where we were into our temporary accommodation, but literally have moved like in and then in two weeks time, we've got to move out of here. Like it's a move. Like yeah. our, we, our, we've moved our pantry. We've moved our wardrobe. We've moved our bathroom. Like we didn't pack for a holiday. Like we literally just moved lots of our things. Cause you need more stuff for a temporary move Compared to a holiday. Yeah. Like, you can easy have a holiday and not need that much. You're like, that's all I need. Yeah. Whereas a temporary move like we're doing now, like you need everything. You need your spices. You need your salt and pepper. You you know what I mean? You need need all these things. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. yeah, You need your vacuum sealer. (laughs) Because anyone that has skipped some episodes, we are moving and we're waiting for our new place to be ready Mm. and we've got like two or three months until that's ready and so we couldn't extend where we were so we've had to do airbnbs and we couldn't even get one airbnb for the whole time we've got multiple because accommodations hard to get at the minute yeah so we've got multiple airbnbs over the next two or three months and wait for this and then (laughs) wait for this so i'm like trying to marry up all these airbnbs to wait well i've stuffed up one of them and there's literally one day that we are actually homeless so So i anybody has 
But I said to mum, oh, we're just going to have to stay at your house for this one day. My mum's like, just move in for the whole time. And we're like, bro, your house is too small for all of us. We will kill each other. I don't think your mum listens to this podcast anymore, does she? She does. Does she? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She, like, I'm like, bro, like, there's not enough space. Like, she's got her her husband and a dog and then three of us and she lives in a two-bedroom apartment and I'm just like, no, that's not going to work. But anyway, but there was one day I was like, uh oh, I've not, I've ended the accommodation on Sunday and then on Monday the new accommodation starts and I'm like, oh shit. So then I'm like, far out, we have to like pack all of our stuff from that Airbnb go to mum's for one night and then the next, oh, it's like, it's a little bit chaotic. Chaos. And in this Airbnb we're in now, this is going to blow some people's minds, right? I hope <laughs> I hope you're sitting down for this because this kind of um, poverty you may never have heard of before, right? So, we're in here in case he comes out like concerned. He's like, where's the water? <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, looked at me, he's looked at the fridge. I've looked at the fridge. I've looked back at him and he's like, there's no water. <laughs> what am I supposed to drink? <laughs> he goes, what am I supposed to drink? And I'm like, this kid's never seen a house without a, a fridge with like water. Yeah, like, like your fridge has your water dispenser on the outside. And he's like, he's never, he doesn't know any houses without that. He's shocked. That and I'm like, okay, so this is the first time I've ever I've like felt super old. You know, when your parents will explain how they pretty much had to go through a Rambo movie to get to school every day. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I'd, you know, hitchhike with strangers for six, the first 16 miles because it was miles back <laughs> yeah. then. And then I'd have to fight a grizzly bear, run through a forest, climb a tree. You know, that was just to get to school and that was the shortcut. And you're like, of course it was. Well, this is the first time I felt like I was like, all right, cool. It's time for you to learn, son. Go get your, go get your sippy cup. <laughs> I put it under the tap and I turn cold water on. That's what you, you actually were like, the water comes out of the tap. And I was like, there's your water. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Right? So I can drink the water that comes out of the tap? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, then he comes out the next day and he's like, because Ash and I had had showers because we're not animals like him. And... <laughs> We commented, I was like, actually, shower's not too bad. Isn't that funny? It's one thing that you're like, not. I would never plan my trip around shower quality, yeah. but it's always the first thing you comment on. Like, oh, the shower. the shower's quite nice, you know? Good pressure, plenty of warmth. Anyway, anyway, he comes out and he's like, that shower is so bad. No, he can't. He said trash. trash. He, but like disgusted look <laughs> on his face. He had his towel wrapped around his waist. And Brad and I are on the couch and we just like gaze over at him. He's got the dirtiest look on his face. He's like, oh my God, that shower is so trash. And then Brad and I are like, what? Because I was, I was like, actually, I didn't mind it. <laughs> I was like, I thought it was fine. I was like, what's wrong? And he's like, okay. So, first of all, there's like no setting for hot or cold. <laughs> You have to just turn the handle. And so, I just turn the handle and I get in and I burnt my skin. And so, I turned it to less hot and then no water came out. <laughs> and I'm like, my God, I have never felt 
like, I don't know, is old the right word or whatever. No, I'm like, you privileged <laughs> little turd. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know how to? I was like, you have to get the, like, because it's two separate. So, all of our showers since he's been alive has been one handle. Yeah, so it's well, like a, what do they call that? The turny. Like a mixer? Is it a mixer? mixer? Yeah, like your kitchen, yeah, whatever. Well, the shower has got a hot and a cold. And he's just like, hang on. I'm like, you have to, you got to find the right ratio of hot versus cold. And pressure too. And he's like beside himself. And I'm like, when I was your age, there was no single mixer for the shower. You're like, I showered in a car washing basket or a tub. <laughs> but like, you know, your parents would be like, oh, we had to shit in a bucket out the back. Like they had an outhouse or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, you guys are animals. And I'm like, when I was your age, I had, like, we had never seen a single mixer for a shower. Yeah. That's all the option was, mm. was two. Every time you had to mix up the perfect recipe yeah. of hot and cold to have an adequate shower. Yeah. And he's just like beside himself. He's like, this is so trash. This is so trash. I'm just like, it, it actually was a little bit of an aha moment for me. I was like, wow, you privileged little boy. I was like, we need to really start going back to basics. Like we got here and this is going to probably blow some people's minds. They're probably thinking we're staying in squalor, but there's no, there's no free Wi-Fi. Like there, actually it's not even paid Wi-Fi here. And Case sits on the couch and he plugs his PlayStation into the TV and he's like, where's the Wi-Fi? And I'm like, oh, there's – actually, we worked it. We're like, oh, there's no – but they've got Foxtel, which is weird. Must plug in. It's actually – it's a super old Foxtel box. It looks like from when Foxtel first came out and it's actually Oz Star, I think. Oz Star. And I think actually when I was in high school that shit came out or maybe (laughs) – I'm not even joking. I think it was just after that. I think there might be like, is it satellite? Is that what it is? So it does. No, it can it be, could be cable. Could be satellite, could be cable. I think you had both options because I had the footy on on Sunday. Yeah. And it's not full screen. What? It's a square. Oh. Remember when TVs were square? Yes. Remember when TV shows were square? Yeah. And then now remember if you watch a TV, a square TV show on a new TV and it's got the black lines down yeah. each side. That's how Foxtel footy was. So, that Foxtel box must be from back when... 20, 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah, like six, 700 years ago. So <laughs> In ancient times. Yeah. yeah. But On- it's, been a, it's been a learning experience. We even we had to get Elon... Actually, because we put Elon... If you guys have listened to like episode... Like three, four, five episodes ago, we got Elon Musk's internet for when we go camping or when we travel or something just because we work online and we put Elon, we call it Elon, it's like this satellite, we put him in our storage shed and Case is like, Dad, can you, like, I can't possibly live like this, can you go get Elon for us? Because you can't, I didn't know this, you can't get, you can personal hotspot your phone to most things. Yeah, you can So, your laptop or whatever, you can't to the PlayStation, because I thought, oh, you can just personal hotspot your PlayStation to my phone. Yeah. But I don't think you can. No, you can't. And you couldn't, like, you couldn't watch. Well, Brad does watch a bit of YouTube. Like, you can't watch YouTube from the TV. Yeah, mm. it's just, it's been, look, honestly, it's been, it's, I actually think just bringing him back to, like, a little bit of reality is going to do, do him the world of good. Because just, like, he's not, he's not a spoiled brat in the sense of, like, like, he actually doesn't care about 
stuff. Stuff mm. all that much. However, when he doesn't actually know any different, yeah, like he's like, what is this? Like the it where, is funny. where do I get the water from? I'm like out of the freaking tap. Like you got to get all right. So get the bucket, put on your head, <laughs> go down the creek, and then what you're gonna have to do is a trip in so, the morning, a trip at night. Yeah. So it's been it's been interesting, but I I just thought it was a real eye opener, and I was like, well, it's time to teach these kids some <laughs> some stuff. Yeah. So, All right, we have a bit of a different episode. We're thinking about doing a series of single topic yeah. where rather than having five questions, we'll just have a single topic, but we'll delve into it maybe slightly deeper, yeah. which is how Ash likes it, than what we would have if it was just a normal you know, five-question Q&A. So we've got – effectively, uh, we are starting the next five-day challenge. It's the countdown for the next five-day challenge. And a question that comes up, regularly during this time and a question that has come up multiple times over the past week is effectively around meal plans um uh, is there an option for a meal plan is there a better do i have to track calories etc etc so we thought what we would do is i guess bundle it it's not necessarily one person's question but we'll just talk about meal plans versus flexible eating and the pros and cons i guess of each yeah, exactly. I um, I was telling Brad this morning, so that I did have two questions in the last 24 hours, one being basically that, um, a, a meal plan, if Train With Ash comes with a meal plan um, because they don't like the idea of tracking and they find it really hard to come up with new ideas of food to eat. But then also I had a, a message this morning from just someone on my DM. The first one was an email, but a message this morning on my DM saying, um, I'm a really fussy eater. Is this going to be a problem? And I was like, it's so crazy, the newbie the newbie style questions. And you're like, oh my goodness, like you're about to have your mind blown. So I just feel like <laughs> let's talk about it. I think that person is going to have their mind. Not only is this not a problem, but surprise, surprise. This is like the best for you. <laughs> this is yeah, perfect for you. So, so yeah, so that's what we're going to do. The, I guess being a single topic, the uh, episodes will probably be a little bit shorter too. This is not like, this is just something that we're just going to do for a series. We will throw in those other episodes where we're interviewing people and stuff as well. And then we will do a series, you know, we'll, we'll do other, we'll mix it up. We'll mix it up. Yeah, this is not like the next 10 will be this yeah. You know, what can we call them? What can we call this? We could call it, I don't know. 30 minutes. With Ash and Brad. Match it up with our porn tube. What's it called? <laughs> it's OnlyFans. It's it's called something. To, uh, they call it Only Friends now. Only Friends. Only fr- Because apparently if you say Only Fans, it's like gets censored and you mm. get kind of like, you know how they, they like are like, no, you're off the algorithm now. Yeah. Okay. You know? Is that so, like shadow banned or do they actually of. ban people? Look, I'm going to be honest. I'm not an Only Fans person, so I don't actually know, but I think it's kind of like, you know how like heaps of people getting banned during COVID times if they spoke... Yeah. Out of turn, I guess. Yeah, misinformation or whatever. Yeah, like a lot of people were getting... Is it shadow banned? No, I, I think, think they actually got banned. I think they got... Banned or shadow banned or mm. what? Like probably a bunch of it. Same thing happened. So apparently... Because the only reason I know this is I get really shocked. I'm just like, oh my gosh, there's a girl that I used to know like really well. Now she's like a proper OnlyFans, like a proper porn star. She's not just getting in her, her like knickers and... 
in her neckers and just showing a little bit of nip here or there, which, I mean, I'm all for it. But sometimes so I'm like... You are? No, no. <laughs> no, like, I'm not all for it as in, like, I'm ready to do it. Like, you do you. Like, I'm all about you do you. Like, you do what brings you joy and you that, that will bring me joy, right? If you're joy, I'm joy. Even if it includes a cucumber? No, I'm look. I'm not into this. I'm not into it. You probably, you won't. I shouldn't say you probably. You won't ever see me on OnlyFans. Just putting it out there. However, if that's your jam, cool, go for it. Right? Mm. People are making a lot of money doing it. Mm. Like, if that's your thing, why the hell not? But there was somebody that I know that I just would never have pictured as somebody. I just like it. I actually did it's shock sh- me. Yeah, like it, when it was a shock. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. So I like just because I followed her from pre-OnlyFans and that you see the the words that they use and I'm like, oh, that's what they do. Like, you don't say porn star on Instagram. They they use a corn emoji and then put a star and it's like, that means porn star. And I'm like, oh. I don't know if you can say porn star in our podcast because I think people listen to their kids in the car and now... Well, well, come on. Surely that's got to be worse, not as bad as your swearing. Vulgar, disgusting <laughs> language, yes. Anyway, fair so that's, that's where we're at. But that really went off track for no purpose okay. whatsoever. So, why don't we do this? Why don't we talk about what meal plans are? Yes. And then why don't we talk about what, I guess, the definition of or what we consider flexible eating to be? Yeah. So, we can sort of set a bit of a platform around what the, what the difference, you know, and, th- and then we can start to talk... Be- about the pros and cons yeah. of each. And then people might even have their own pros and cons as well. Yeah. So, what's a meal plan? So, a meal plan is a plan usually that is tailored to your caloric needs to achieve your goal. But it is like breakfast, eat, you know, and it tells you, um, you know, two whole eggs, 50 grams of avocado, you know, like it's very specific. So, it, it will literally lay out... This is what you have for breakfast today. Mm. This is what you have for lunch today. And this is what you have for dinner. And it'll be measurements or, you know, two eggs, 50 grams of bacon. Yeah. Yeah, It's all measurements. But what a lot of people, I think, and this is just where you you might have a little bit of an aha moment. It's not the magic. The magic doesn't lie within the meal plan. Okay. The magic lies in that you've got a meal plan with a set measurement of food and by default, that equals a, ca- a caloric amount. So, that will be a certain amount of calories. Now, if you've gotten a meal plan from somebody that is actually not just dishing out one size fits all, that meal plan should equal a calorie amount that is going to put you in a deficit or a surplus or, or maintenance. Match your goal. To match your goal. Yes. So basically, in short, that that's what mm. that's for. So when you come up, when there's a goal, say I want to lose weight. Yeah. Uh, I need to be in a calorie deficit, and they'll go, okay, cool. You currently maintain on 2,500 calories. What we're going to do is we're going to start your meal plan at 1,800 calories. Mm. Yeah. That should be a sufficient enough deficit that your body will start to use stored fat and you'll sit instead of energy, and you'll start to see some weight loss on the scales. Now. In that 1,800 calories, if you're getting enough protein to retain muscle, I don't think a lot of meal plans necessarily prioritize protein. I'm sure there are meal plans that do. Mm. However, generally speaking, uh, a normal meal plan, like a weight loss meal plan, won't necessarily prioritize protein. 
So they will say, what foods do you like? I like avocado, I like this, and I, I like cornflakes, I like pizza. Ideal, what kind of snacks do you like? Fruits, I like orange. Okay, cool. So then ideally they'll customize a meal plan and say, okay, you've told me you like oranges, so I'm going to make meal two for you, which is meal one will be breakfast and meal two is a snack. I'm going to make your breakfast meal match what you said you like and I'm going to make your snack match, etc. And they'll go through effectively you're ending up at that 1,800 calories for the day. Yeah. Do they usually have swap outs and stuff? Do you eat the same thing every day? Do you eat something different every day? Do you have day one, day two, day one? It depends. Now, you will get an array. So, some people, um, back when I used to do meal plans, I would do a meal plan, like a seven-day meal plan. Um, Some people, it's like the same. You might have two different options. So, day on, day off. and Or some people just get one set meal plan and they're supposed to eat the same six meals seven days a week. It is very different. Now, swap outs, yes, sometimes you get them as well. Um, But yeah, it really depends. Now, when you do follow, I guess, a meal plan and you're not changing too many things, I guess the pro to that is A, you never have to think you just do, you just follow. And the other part is there's a high level of accuracy, generally speaking, because you're doing the same thing day in, day out. You're not eating anything extra, eating anything less, and you're not swapping anything. So, they're the two benefits. However... Yeah, so, yeah. So, would that be the only benefits, any, any other pros? Um, Not really. Like it's, it's it's easy because you don't have to think about your meals. It's yeah. set out for you and accuracy... Accuracy, it's a very, very high level of accuracy. When You've got to remember that ease flows into a lot of different areas. You don't have to think about it. You also, if you're busy, you don't have to try and, you know, try and make things marry up. So, if you are, um, you know, I guess following a more flexible approach, you might have to put a little bit more thought into, and we'll get into into why we think which is better. Mm. Um, but yeah, you, you have to obviously put a little bit more thought into it. So if you are busy, it can be very, very helpful in that sense. Um, but I I personally, and I don't know if, do you want to talk any more on that or are you ready to go the, to the flip side? Let's go to the cons of meal plans. Yeah, so on the flip side of that, and this is what I see ridiculously common and I think this is something that a lot of people don't really take into consideration is the behavioral side of things so for example you follow a meal plan it's very rigid it's very this is how it goes there's no flexibility outside of that yes you may be able to swap a thing here or there but we will be going out for dinner tonight now if I was following a meal plan the swap out does not allow for what if I have got 20 different restaurants? Puff, puff, puffy bread at Burley Pavilion. Puffy bread at Burley Pavilion, right? The, that's not going to be a swap out. A swap out might be, you swap know. Swap your orange for a banana. It, like, exactly. You know, like that's going to be a swap out. It's not going to be, okay, so puffy bread at Burley Pavilion or a pad thai from, you know, <laughs> thai, thai time or whatever it's called at Miami. Like it's or not. <laughs> dominoes. Or dominoes. Or two slices of meat lovers. Yeah. It, that's not your swap out. Mm. So, what happens in that time? And you might go, well, oh, sorry, it's one meal. Well, no, that's not how it works because 
your meal plan is accurate according to your goals. And if you start changing things, it is highly likely and not just like 50% likely, I'm talking highly likely. Like what percentage is high? Like I'm talking like probably 90%, like highly likely that you are not going to achieve your goal. So this is where, yes, you might go, I'd... I don't really know what to eat or like, you know, like it's too hard. I don't want to think. I'm busy. You know, I work a corporate job. I've got seven kids. My husband works FIFO. Like there's all these things that obviously we work with. Like we work with clients that live these lives. A lot, particularly one-on-one clients, a lot of our one-on-one clients are corporate people. So I was actually chatting about this in FLFM the other day. Um, One of my close long-term FLFM clients, she's a corporate woman and she does a lot of travel. So in the last 12-week block, she's been to America. She's been to Brisbane three or four times, Sydney a couple of times and Fiji recently. Fiji. Yep. She went to Fiji last week for a week. So this is in the last three months and she has not veered off track and she doesn't follow a meal plan. So we can talk about that in a sec. Keep going with the uh, the cons for the the meal plans. So that one sounds like we could wrap it up with flexibility. Yeah. Yeah. There's no... There's There's no flexibility. No flexibility in the meal plan. And I think from a... um, If you were a robot, Mm. then I think that flexibility wouldn't matter Mm. because you're programmed to do something and you will do it accurately 100% of the time. Mm. And so you won't go to Burley Pavilion. You won't because you don't have friends. Robots don't have friends. You won't go, you know what I mean? My robot does. You won't veer off track. Whereas human behavior, I think, is something that can be so easily skipped over so so often. And that's nutrition, that's training, that's in you know, all areas of life, even outside of nutrition and training, the human behavior piece plays as much of a role as like the right or wrong. Like, Mm. should I hit protein? You know, should I hit my calories? All that sort of stuff. How many times should I train? All that stuff is, of course, critical to progress or Mm. progressing towards your goal. But if you can't consistently do those things due to human behavior, then it's not going, you're not going to progress or you'll progress and then you won't and then you progress and then you won't and you'll continue to yo-yo. So the flexible part, I think a lot of people start a new build plan and they're motivated. Oh yeah, absolutely. And they're like, I just, I have to lose this 10 kilos. I just have to. Yeah, need is always the word. I just need to get this 10 kilos off and I don't care what it takes. I'm going to 100% do it this time. This time... I'm motivated. <laughs> I'm motivated this time, yeah. so I'm going to do it. And hands up if you've been there. I know I have. And you're going to shave those armpits or not? No, <laughs> And so what happens, motivation comes and goes, but this is not a motivation podcast. This is a meal plan podcast. Motivation comes and goes when motivation slips away. That is one opportunity um, for you to step outside of your meal plan. Mm. Now, that's one thing. Another thing that can happen is Cheryl might have a boat party. Cheryl might have a A dinner. Cheryl might have a wedding. Now, you might look at your calendar and go, the next four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks is clear. So, I'm not concerned about, you know, any dinners, events or anything. But 
unless you plan to live like Luke Skywalker in the second last Star Wars, and for those of you playing at home, I didn't know this till yesterday, whatever the last, second last Star Wars is, he moved to a deserted island with no one there. Unless you're planning to do that, something will come up. It always does. It always does. It doesn't matter how motivated you are today, something always comes up. Birthday, uh, sausage Thursdays, <laughs> uh, barbecue on the weekend, whatever it is, something will always come up. And so if there's no flexibility in your ability to change your intake, then what we often see happen from a human behavior point of view is that is often the sinking point or a switching point from when you go, oh, one piece of puffy bread won't hurt. And then that one piece of puffy bread can be the thing that either A, you fall off the wagon completely Mm. and you've got to start again in another six weeks with the next challenge or... It's, again, just enough to impact you so that you don't make progress. And we don't realize that how many people say, I'm eating 1,200 calories and I can't lose weight. And nearly are, everyone. And are actually eating 1,200 calories. Nearly everyone. Uh, sorry, nearly everyone says that and nearly everyone isn't. Yeah. Now, there are some people that are, mm. but due to metabolic adaptation, etc. We have had chicks come through the group on, on less than 1,200. Mm. And you go, yeah. That actually, you are right. You were eating 1,200 seven days a week. However, they are the exception, not the rule. As a rule, they eat 1,200 calories from Monday to Friday and then 3,500 on Saturday and then throw up 1,000 and then have another 4,000 on Sunday. And so the average intake is much higher. So that's the other thing that, that we could see happen is you get so sick of restriction. Restriction always leads to a binge every time. You can only restrict for so long. And eventually you will binge. That's the that's the flip side mm. of the restriction. So I would say that's a con to a meal plan is the flex. There's no flexibility there. Yes, it might seem simple at the start, mm. but sooner or later that restriction will lead to a binge. And then you go back to how you used to eat and how you used to live and you'll go back to how you used to look and how you used to weigh. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's another con. Are there any other cons of meal plans? No. What if you don't like it? Sometimes um, with some of the more generic ones, they're like, tell us what you want for a snack. And you're like, I'm allergic to bananas. I love oranges. And they're like, awesome. Meal two is banana. Yeah. And like it's, they say it's, you know, um, what's it called? What's the opposite generic? Uh, indiv- Individualised or whatever. Yeah, and it's not. And it's not. So um, sometimes you might not get what you want in there. Sometimes they put brown rice and you like white rice, you know, yeah. stuff like that. I guess, look, I'm just trying to think of cons here. But or like things that are that are a bit harder to prepare and you're like, I just don't. Or like taste, you know, like taste, oh, yeah. you, some people don't like to be super exotic. Mm. It, should have put that on silent. Yeah, like they're like, oh, I don't like flavour and you've put flavour on here. You know, like it's just some, yeah, some of that kind of stuff. Let's move on to flexible eating. What is it? Okay. What time did you say you have to leave? I've got to leave in five minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, So let's just. What is flexible eating? What's the pros and what's the cons? Yeah. So flexible eating is you having the choice of the flexibility to eat what you want and you have, I guess, somewhat of a guideline to stick to. So for example, the way that we teach our clients to flexible eat is that you will have a calorie amount that 
is actually a weekly target. So rather than, all right, Cheryl, you've got to have 2,000 calories every single day. There's no room to move outside of that. You've got to have 150 grams of protein, 50 grams of carb. Like it's not stringent like that. So that 2,000 calories might be your average calorie intake or average calorie requirement to hit your goal on a daily daily basis. However, over the course of the week, that's 14,000 calories. Now, this is where the flexibility comes. If you're not hungry today and you decide that, hey, 1,800 calories suits me today and then tomorrow you've got Cheryl's boat party and you're like, you know what? I want to have a few margaritas, a few spicy margs on the deck you might want to consume two and a half thousand calories. This is where the flexibility comes. And this is where you're like, wow, I can really start to see how this is going to suit my life. Why are you laughing? Are you still explaining what it is or did you go straight into... Well, yeah, no, this is I'm about what this is about get, what it is. Look, I I'm still trying to get past you love and being on the deck. But anyway, <laughs> keep going. Um, so so this is this is the flexibility that comes with the flexible eating. So fle- part. flexible eating is Exactly that. <laughs> is you have a calorie goal. Yeah. For for the week. Yeah. And you could fit whatever you wanted in that calorie goal. Now, ours is uh, a variation of that yeah. where we'll also have a daily protein target. Yes. And the reason for that is um, for either muscle growth, muscle maintenance, or um, not having muscle loss, you need an ideal environment for that is hot enough protein to support that. Mm. And because the number one thing for fat loss is muscle growth. We want to be doing, even though you might be like, Brad, I don't care about the muscle growth. I just want to lose 10 kilos of fat. Well, you know what you need to focus on? Is the muscle growth. Muscle growth. (laughs) That is the most um, efficient way to lose fat. Part, it's one of the most efficient steps in the process. So a daily protein target and then a weekly calorie budget with flexibility so you can effectively put what you want in there. As long as you're having enough protein, then you can fill the rest of what you want. A lot, um, some people will say, oh, but what about nutrition? What about health? All that sort of stuff. I think a lot of people could do with more veggies in their life. However, my argument would be two parts to that. Number one, most people, if you have a fat loss goal and you have a nutrient goal, let's do the fat loss one first. They're separate goals. If you want to be healthier, if you want to get more vitamins, more minerals, more calcium, more magnesium, whatever it is, yes, we'll get to that. But normally what you do is you put them both together and it doesn't work because you've got all these goals at once. Let's hit your fat loss first. Let's lose that 10 kilos that you want to lose, lose it in a sustainable way. And then if you are nutrient, if you're, if you're low on a certain nutrient or you feel like you need more fiber or you feel like you need more of something then let's look to increase rather than removing everything let's look to increase and then my second part to that argument would be that if you're 10 kilos lighter you are a healthier version more than likely if that 10 kilos was excess body fat Mm. then you're more than likely a healthier version already just by um, reducing that body fat percentage Absolutely. And I think the other thing to consider is a lot of people, that's the first thing that they say, oh, well, if I fill it with what brings me joy, what were you doing before? It's highly likely that you were binging and you were eating, consuming a lot more of the less nutrient-dense stuff than you are now being super aware of what you're actually putting into your mouth. So, 
what they've done is they've actually done studies on it and people, like you just said, people's health markers actually improve in all areas when they actually take a more flexible approach because all of a sudden you're eating you're eating more variety and you're not restricting and then binging. You're actually mm. eating a more balanced um, amount of food. And then the next question that comes from that is, well, then I don't know what to eat. This is where it can be a little bit confronting. You're like, okay, well, let's start with the basics. What are the things that you like to eat? Once we have an understanding of what you like to eat and then we set you a protein target, you're basing your days off a protein target that's going to serve your goals and obviously your health and then you're still fitting everything in around that you like. Is it rice? Is it a Tim Tam? You know, is it veggies? Is it fruit? What are the things that you like? Do you like potato bake at dinner? Like, do you like garlic bread? What is it? Let's base your protein, fill that first and go, awesome, this is what I need to consume today to meet my protein target and then place in everything else that brings you joy. How do you know how to do that? You've got to start doing it. Mm. You learn, it's like one of those things that you learn on the job. It will take a week, two weeks max and you will be on the ball. You will know the ins and outs of everything. And and that brings me to probably the cons of flexible dieting. Yes. Learning to track. Yes. Now, I would put this, the best analogy I could think of is a meal plan is like walking everywhere. Yes. Flexible dieting is like driving. Yes. Think about before you knew how to drive. Yes, you walked. Yes. You know, if you had to go back to walking again today, where are you headed? What's the suburb that you're going to now? Rabina. Okay. How long would it take you to walk to Rabina now? I don't know. Like few hours, hours. Few hours. How long is, will take you five, ten minutes to drive there? 18 minutes. 18 minutes will take you to drive there. That's much more efficient than walking. Yes. But you had to learn how to drive. Exactly. Okay. But once you get past that early learning curve of knowing how to drive and then you can drive everywhere, can you imagine going back to walking? Oh. You'd give up. Totally. You'd give up. You'd go, this is no good. I'm not walking. It's too far. It doesn't work. Where's unsubscribe. the cocktail? <laughs> unsubscribe. I need a cocktail. And that's the same. If you if you like the idea of the meal plan because the simplicity and you know what to do, etc., that is honestly like walking. Yes, there's a learning curve involved in starting tracking. And yes, if you have... And then the other thing is if you have set macros, maybe some people have tried calorie tracking before but with macros. Mm. That can be shit. If you have a protein, a carb, and a fat goal each day, mm. yes, all right. I feel you. Oh, that can be awful. That sucks. That can suck. Get rid of it. Fat, um, fat and carbs play no role in muscle growth or fat loss. You hit your daily protein, let the fats and carbs fall where they fall, and it doesn't matter. It won't impact either muscle growth, muscle loss, fat growth, fat loss if those are account if calories and protein are accounted for. And you know what the side effect of that is? Your relationship with food improves. Mm. So instead of you cutting out foods or cutting out sugars or stop eating, you know, white potato or, you know, you want to do paleo, which is actually creating a more rigid way of eating and creating an unnecessary fear around foods, all of a sudden, when you're eating the foods that bring you joy, you're meeting a protein target, all of a sudden those fears start to go away because what you're seeing is, hey, actually, I'm eating the foods that I actually like. And yes, I am eating sugar. And sometimes I eat white potato or whatever it is, right? 
you will see that you're not actually getting fat, which is most people. And I know that that can be really blunt way to say it. Most people avoid it because they're like, oh, I can't eat that because that'll make me fat. Mm. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it's not the types of food that play a role in body fat gain or body fat loss. It's the total calories. Yeah. How much food? Yeah. How much total food that you're either over consuming or under eating by, which dictates how much you weigh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Hopefully that helps. Um, if you enjoyed this shorter, sharper, uh, single topic version, let us know. If you didn't enjoy it, don't let me know. Just let Ash know. Uh, and hopefully <laughs> that this doesn't take criticism. Well. I do. I honestly do. All good. I don't mind. If you thought it was shit, just. Just straight up say it was just shit. Just message me a hashtag that was shit. Yeah. And I'll be like, okay, fair enough. Awesome. I understand. <laughs> um, we will throw hopefully a few of these in here and there as well, along with our, we've got a heap more client. Um, interviews coming. Interviews coming and then normal ones as well. Ash's uh, five-day fat loss forever challenge is just about to start. We are in the count. The countdown posts start on Monday. Yeah. So, this is exciting times. If you're not, um, if you don't follow Ash, follow her already, Ash underscore underscore Lane. And if you don't follow me, follow me at Train With Brad. Guys, we'll speak to you next week. Love you, bye. Love you, bye.